when it comes to the fight against insurance companies, large corporations, and the healthcare industry, injured victims are always the underdog. But that doesn't worry us. At Messon Associates, we're an injury law firm from Philadelphia, and we come to fight. Our clients know that they've got representation with a chip on its shoulder, and it's the same chip that makes Philly the toughest city in the country. Call 215-568-3500 or visit us online at messalaw.com. Mesa & Associates, the toughest injury firm in Philadelphia. Eagles fans, welcome back to another edition of Football 24-7. I'm your guy, Tony DeShields II, and I'm joined by none other than our Philadelphia Eagles insider here at Jacob Sports, John McMullen. Make sure you guys smash that like button. Make sure you guys are subscribed to the channel. If you guys want more from John, you guys know what to do. Check him out on si.com, Fan Nation. Also check him out on jacobsports.com as well. He does a lot of great writing for both platforms. And also make sure you guys check him out on birds 365 with his partner in crime jody mcdonald monday through friday 8 a.m is 8 a.m eastern time to 10 a.m eastern time now john enough with the pleasantries my friend a lot's been going on with the philadelphia eagles these past a uh, handful of days a lot of moving <laughs> and shaking a lot of hires and fires first and foremost before we get into the content how are you feeling sir I'm doing well um i mistexted you it's been one of those days um <laughs> And now, just as we're starting this show, I'm finding out that uh, scuttlebutt up in Boston is that the Eagles uh, were trying to back-channel Bill Belichick. Man, this this organization is something else. Ooh, um, they keep you on your toes, right? Yeah. I, I oof, oof, oof. Um, Basically, if Nick didn't agree to the coaching changes, um, you know, Bill would have been in play. Uh, you really come on do we really think harry roseman jeffrey Lurie would have just relinquished control like that after they've been through a chip kelly well scenario? that's the thing howie howie's very close for those who don't know he's very close to a bunch of people in the new england organization bill being one of them um dave ziegler who was there before he's very close to um obviously jeffrey's always you know grew up a, a Patriots fan, wanted to buy the Patriots before he bought the Eagles. Right. I remember uh, that. From, from the Boston area. Uh, so he has tremendous respect. Um, you know, obviously they wouldn't give seed power, so it would have to be more Bill, uh, you know, 
agreeing to a, a certain setup, and maybe he's at the stage of his life where he agreed to that. But, you know, Greg Bedard is the one who sang it, longtime reporter up there, very plugged in. So when I saw his name, I said, oh, you know, Mike Florio mentioned it before the playoff game, and I kind of rolled my eyes because um, a lot of clickbait over there. But Greg's pretty plugged in. And, you know, basically said, you know, if Nick, if Nick wasn't amenable to all that stuff, um, he would have been gone. Um, and they back channeled Bill during the season. Um, mm. oof, 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 oof. Jeffrey, Jeffrey Lurie's a good owner. I, I say it pretty consistently, but mm -hmm. except when it comes to this. Well, listen, man, he's, um, let's not forget, you know, where the money comes from. He's a movie guy, right? You know, producing <clears throat> and so on and so forth. This man loves theater. He loves the theatrics, clearly. No matter how much the Eagles try to pretend, like they're trying to control the public relations and the narrative. Oh, yeah. They love, hmm. they love some of this stuff. You got to, you, you, you got to believe it. Uh, I, I just think he's too reactionary. I don't think he loves, um, in fact, I think he, shies away from the spot yeah. like and i say just, that tongue-in-cheek of course tongue yeah he just he just can't sit still when things aren't going the way he wants and um you know we're going to talk about the uh, uh assistant coaching changes you know they you know you hire a, a rookie coordinator you hire a, a a defensive coordinator with one year experience and I said this on birds this morning, you don't expect growing pains. I mean, what, you know, come on, dude, you, you bring up a good point. Uh, so, you know, a lot of this is, you know, self-fulfilling prophecy of, of, of not allowing young coaches to grow. And then the disconnect, I wish people could see the way this organization talked about, guys like Press Taylor, guys like Alex Tanney. Um, and then all of a sudden turns around a year, two years later and say, these guys are overmatched. I mean, come on, which is it? So what do you think? So what do you think it's going on then, John? I mean, you're, you're in the organization. You speak to these people on a regular basis. What feeling are you getting around a building? Do you sense anxiety? Do you sense nervousness? Um, do you sense uh, indecisiveness? Well, definitely indecisive. I, you know, it, it, this to me is, a, you know, Ben Johnson's going back to Detroit. I, I, I mentioned it on Twitter. You know, turned down basically Washington. He was going to get the Washington job. So second straight year, he turned down a head coaching job. Supposedly, in, in league circles, he was asking for a lot of money for a first-time head coach, a lot of money. Um, so that part of it played into it as well, I assume, but, you know, people are going to start talking if, if this season doesn't get off to a good start or struggles somewhere along the line, people are going to start talking about, Oh, the Eagles got to go get Ben Johnson. The Eagles got to do this. The Eagles got to do that. They have a lame duck coach. Doesn't work. Doesn't work. And you're almost throwing away a season. Um, unless everything fits together perfectly. Um, and what are the odds that's going to happen? Um, 
You better hope these coordinators are, are superstars because otherwise you're going to start over again. Yeah, I mean, you bring up a good point, right? Along with Vic Fangio coming into the building, you bring in Kellen Moore, right? Kellen Moore is the new OC. He has uh, five years of, of offensive coordinator experience, um, four uh, in Dallas, uh, one in Los Angeles with the Chargers. And um, I'm curious, you know, I don't want to pollute the question. What was your instant reaction to the Kellen Moore hire? And how do you feel about it now? Has your opinion shifted or evolved since then? No, I, I he's a fine coach. He's a good offensive mind. It's sort of the pendulum theory I always talk about. He uses a lot of motion. The Eagles didn't use motion. He'll put the quarterback under center. The Eagles don't put the quarterback under center unless it's push push. Um He's good at designing uh, 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 passing concepts. Um, so it all makes sense from that perspective. But the the part, I don't know. I said it numerous times. Nick Sirianni has said it so many times I can't even count. This is my offense. As long as I'm here, it's going to be my offense. It doesn't matter if uh, Shane Steich and Brian Johnson, Tone DeShields, John McMullen's running it. It's going to be my offense. It's now not going to be his offense. And, you know, to what, you know, basically Greg was saying, same thing uh, Jeffrey did with Doug Peterson. You got to do certain things. You got to fire certain people. Um, and he, he wouldn't do it. And he got fired. Sirianni was given the same deal. You got to do certain things. You got to fire certain people. And he was amenable to it. Um, and that's the difference. And But is he happy with it? I can't imagine he's happy with it. I can't imagine he's happy with he it. He has to see the writing on the wall, you know, with all of this. He has to. Yeah, I'm sure he knows he's coaching for his job. And that's never a position you want to be in because people realize that. Not only does he realize it, the assistants realize it. The players will realize it once they get in here and cobble together the team. So, you know, everything, if you're winning, everything's fine. But if you're losing and, you know, then things can go in a negative direction pretty quickly. Yeah, here's my here's my my bit of a, a conspiracy theory. Try to follow me here, John. I know you don't do well with conspiracy theories, but you know, try to roll with this one for just just for a moment here. This is how I look at this whole situation with Nick Sirianni, especially when you bring in Kellen Moore, a guy that you actually brought in the same year to interview for that head coaching job in 2021, the, the same year you hired Nick Sirianni. My thought process is this: we know the Philadelphia Eagles are prone to hedge their bets. That's how they move. That's how they think. They always think of the plan B, the contingency, right? Always trying to think a step ahead. My thought process is they brought in Kellen Moore, yes, as the offensive coordinator, but also they brought him in as, I don't know, if Nick Sirianni doesn't really live up to his end of the bargain, if the Eagles struggle, if they start the season, I don't know, four and four, three and five, what's stopping Harry Roseman or what's stopping Jeffrey Lorry from pulling the plug on Nick Sirianni, elevating Kellen Moore to the interim? a guy that you already interviewed kind of seems like a seamless transition to me. No, I, yeah. I mean, obviously they could do that. And I think, you know, Vic's a former head coach as well. Vic Fangio, uh, not Kellen hasn't been yet, but I Vic 65. I, I do think if they would do that in season, um, 
yeah, Kellen would be the guy uh, that they would elevate to be because the head he's coach. going to be a head coach at some point. He's he's he has five years of OC experience. He's been interviewing here and there. It's going to happen, and he already interviewed for this job. I mean, again, like I said, it it, it would be an almost seamless transition. He's already this is already his offense that you know the, that the Eagles are going to be running. Yeah, I don't think it'll be seamless because if it's you know you're at that position, things are not going well. So I I, I wouldn't yeah. use the term seamless. I, yeah, let I me think, not say seamless. Um, I, the obvious I, transition. Let me say obvious. Yeah, it, it would be the obvious transition. Now Jeffrey doesn't have a history of firing guys. You know, he fired Chip with one game left. So I mm. mean, it was not the end of the season, but certainly you know not relevant in season. So he doesn't have a history. Of doing that knee-jerk reaction, but they definitely have guys that could take over in an interim role now. They didn't necessarily have that with the old coaching staff. So yeah, I mean that's part of the lame duck, and that's part of the problem. Everybody mm-hmm. knows he's everybody knows he's a lame duck. You know, Jody doesn't like that term because he's not on the final year of his contract, but that's not the point. The point is he's coaching for his job. Um and everybody knows it, and that, as I said, that can often go in a negative direction. But look, I I don't think the Eagles handle this well. I give and and a lot of people get mad at me for saying bad things about Jeffrey. But I, you know, ninety five percent of the time, I say he's a good owner. Everybody forgets about that. But in this particular um, circumstance, he's way too reactionary. Um, he's way too willing to, to throw people under the bus. Mm. You know, you're gutting the coaching staff. You know, Nick's not happy about it. Nick's not, Nick's close to a lot of these guys that won't be back. You know, Clint Hurt's going to be the, we now know, defensive line coach. That means Tracy Rocker's out. Um, uh, Carl Scott's going to be either something he might be the secondary coach he might be a senior defensive assistant that that could mean that dk mcdonald's out who's close to nick and these haven't been officially announced these firings per se so to speak they haven't been officially been announced no well they they won't announce um the assistant they they generally don't announce officially the assistants until the whole staff is put together Um, okay but I mean, yeah, he's coming. Clint's coming. He's former defensive coordinator in Seattle, so you know it's a bigger name. It's, uh, I, you, know, you 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 can't spend three years talking up guys and then turn around and say they're terrible. Well, actually, you can because they do. <laughs> they it. just did it. Yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> but it's not a good look. It, and they did no. It's not a good look. It's not a good look. And I don't, I, you know, I, I, Nick makes $7 million a year. So I, I can't tell anybody to walk away from $7 million. And, you know, he's got a bunch of kids and a, a family. And, but man, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have stayed. I wouldn't have stayed. Mm. Why wouldn't have you stayed? Not let me do my job. Yeah, I can understand that. I can understand that. I mean, it's look, look. You you said it best. No one's walking away from seven million dollars. 
I know a lot of people were talking about, you know, uh, Bill Belichick and then Frank Reich. Listen, Frank Reich still got money coming in from, from Carolina. You think he you think he jeopardizing that to come to Philly? I thought about that for a while, and I'm like, mm, maybe not. And then Bill Belichick, he's still getting paid from New England, I assume. So, well, people, I mean, Nick has made a lot of money. You know, this is his fourth year, so he's made over $20 million. So, you know, he's in a position where he can walk away. Doug walked away. Yeah. Uh, people can walk away. He's going to get, if he did walk away, maybe he wouldn't have gotten another job this year because of his, uh, because of the timing of it. But with his resume, he certainly would have gotten another job down the road after sitting out a year. Um, yeah. I mean, I, look, I can't blame him. He loves the game. Maybe he doesn't want to sit a year. Um, all of this stuff can factor in, but guy's not letting him do his job, which is if you don't want to let him do his job, then you should fire him. Agreed. That's, and that's where, that's where I am with this. This is why all this is kind of frustrating for me. Cause I say to myself, okay, you he, he doesn't control the offense. He obviously never had, he, he's not a defensive guy. Um, you're, you're literally taking control away from him. You're firing all his people. What, is his role here if you were going to strip this man down to his knickers and nothing else why keep him in the building it it makes me think about the Sean Desai situation if you're going to take away play calling and put him in a box why is he in the building what is yeah. with this and everybody with, knew he wouldn't be in the building it, you exactly know, what's going it, on with this one foot in one foot out mentality with the Eagles um I don't know and it stems in don't blame Howie this is all Jeffrey um when it comes to the, the high-profile coaching decisions. Um, is Jeffrey one foot in, one foot out with his organization? I mean, I know he's prepping his son, but is he? No. What do you mean? No, he's not selling. No, 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 not selling. I mean, again, his son is about – he's he's prepping his son to take on a bigger role, right, meaning that he's going to take a step back, I would imagine. Well, no, he's prepping his son because he's 70 years old and, you know, we all are mortal. Um of course. And um, he's not going to be around forever, but he has no plans of, of leaving um, anytime soon. Um, and he's in good health. So, um, Do you think he's focused? Yeah, I think he's too focused. I think he should go on more yacht shopping trips and let the people he hired do their jobs. Mm. Um, I think he's too focused on the team. Um, look, it, I always say it's his team. He can do whatever he wants, obviously. But, you know, the under, know, know what you don't know. And he, he, he doesn't know assistant coaches and coordinators and football technique and game planning. And he doesn't know. I think that's why I respect the Chiefs organization so much because their ownership, you hardly even know what they look like. And even when you do, they hand the trophy, hand the trophy over, or you may they, they they don't even talk, you don't even see them. You know, it's they they truly well, like see them when 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 they they when the confetti the falls championship. <laughs> when the confetti trophy, falls, you see yeah, them. But other yeah. than that, they don't talk, um, you don't see them. It's just they let their yeah. football people do um, football things. And that's that's what you should do. You have a let Howie do his job. Let Nick do his job. And it, and if they're not doing their job and 
you know, then fire them. This this straddling the fence stuff. Boy, you know, maybe it works and Jeffrey can spike the football, but it usually doesn't work. Yeah. Let's get um let's get a little deeper into uh Kellen Moore and what he brings to the table. Um we obviously mentioned um his uh you know you know the creativity he brings with the motion and the route concepts and you know he's one of the young um bright minds um in this you know uh in this league um we've seen um Dak have some pretty good years under him um but also Dak took his game to another level once he left as well um I you know I pay attention to a lot of Cowboys talk it's almost and- like uh it's all almost like the players matter <laughs> <laughs> yeah I was talking about this on on Bird. I, I'm watching the championship games, and I told Jody. <laughs> oh man! And I'm 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 being serious about this. Like I'm I'm on Twitter, which is my own fault. But you know, I'm looking at people, and they don't talk about the game. They talk about individual. Like if there's a big play, you know, in the moment they'll say something. But then it, it it's back to, oh, the coach is doing this wrong the coach the coach the officials it's either the coaches or the officials i'm like come on you're burying the lead guys you're burying the lead it, the two we're, we just talked about bill belichick a little bit the two best coaches of of this generation bill belichick and andy reed um they both if if you're that good you're around a long time in the case of bill quarter century andy's well over 20 years himself. Um, You have bad seasons. Bill's had bad seasons. Andy's had bad seasons. Are they bad coaches during those bad seasons? I hear you. I'm with you. You could be the best coach in the world, and if you don't have personnel, you're not winning. You're going to win more than – other coaches, if everybody has the same roster, you know, Andy and Bill are going to win the most with it. But everybody doesn't have the same roster. And look at the Detroit Lions have been down forever. Um, and they came up just short. People criticizing Dan Campbell. Um, I can't I can't criticize Dan Campbell. You know, as, as an aside, I, I can't. He he got there doing what he always done. And I don't even know why people are critics, but that that's another story. I can go off for six hours on that. But uh, yeah. you know, he what frustrates like, me about coaches is when they deviate from who they are, like the yeah, Ravens did. Ex- exactly. You want him to change who he is in the biggest moment. And, and what got him there, by the way. And by the way, they don't have a good field goal kicker. The assumption 46, 47 yarders in that spot. They don't have Justin Tucker. They don't have Jake Elliott. They got a bad kicker. So the assumption any of those are going through, maybe they do, maybe they don't. But I love how the assumption is, oh, take the points. Like the points are there. Like the points are gifted. Jake Moody, average kicker for San Francisco, missed a kick in that game. Tyler Bass, 44-yard field goal. Big spot. Granted, it's Buffalo. Take the points. It was late in the game. They weren't taking the points. But you get my point. Right. The assumption is the field goal is going to go through. Guess what? It doesn't always go through. And fourth and two, the guy dropped the football. That's true. 
That's true. But but anyway, yeah, you got me on. John, you're ch- John. I got you on your soapbox, man. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and and people did ask about trading AJ Brown. I do want to say that AJ Brown has 42, 42 and a half million dollar dead money hit if he's traded before June first. So no, he's not getting traded. Now, after June 1st, they could trade him. Um, but again, you have to understand the NFL calendar. Um, you know, think about when AJ was acquired, draft night. Um, mm-hmm. By June 1st, most people have budgeted for free agency. The draft is over. Um, you know, will they take on a, a, a player with that contract who's that talented? Sure but it becomes far more difficult. So, and why do people want to trade AJ Brown? He's the best player they have. No, right. You know, since, since we're on that topic, right. Um, I want to make my position clear. Um, cause I spoke about this on sports take. I'm looking at the Philadelphia Eagles as a team. That's kind of, I'm, I'm looking at them as a team that kind of like balance. Their offense is super talented Their defense. Not so much. You know, we always talk about having the players, right, and making sure you have the assets to rebuild that. Um, do I want to trade A.J. Brown? No, I really don't. I love everything he brings to the table. He's their best offensive weapon. But I also look at it like this. Um, the, the Eagles, they don't really have much money. Um, I think this year they're going to have about nine draft picks. And, I don't, and, I, and again, I'm not speaking of trading him this offseason. It wouldn't make fiscal sense at all, any financial sense. Um, but I think the following season – I wouldn't put it past Harry Roseman in this organization to at least consider what they could get for a guy like AJ Brown or even what well, they could it's going to be it's like, going to be it's going to be difficult long term to keep because AJ also Devontae Smith as well Devontae. he's going he he's coming up so it, it's just and then and then Landon Dickerson is coming up right and then I'm pretty sure well, there's the a lot of lot. things every bit yeah I right mean, so it's, it's just when when I think about it from that perspective you're paying Jalen Hurts the big bucks for a reason. There's going to come a point in time where one or two of those guys, A.J. Brown or Devontae Smith, are not going to be there. He's going to have to elevate his game. The Eagles are going to do a better job of rebuilding his roster, building that defense with the assets they may acquire or could acquire from an A.J. Brown trade later down the line. Again, I'm not saying trade A.J. Brown this offseason. I'm not saying trade A.J. Brown in general. I like A.J. Brown. But, again, we have to well, and there's always, all outcomes you know, here. Sometimes the player wants out. Uh, exactly exactly and, and 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 i'm not even saying he wants out today you know i'm not even trying to Im- imply anything i'm just simply saying and i'm not saying you're saying that i'm saying this but i want to make sure that people understand um you know what, what my position is the philadelphia eagles are at, at, a, at a point in time weighing cost and benefit for everybody and they're going to continue to do that every single off season and in the season um I, I just i can't put it past them for even i can't put it past them if they consider Trading Hassan Reddick this offseason. I can't like now. I I would say Hassan is more likely. Something's going to be done with Hassan. Yeah, something's um, going to be done, especially with the contract. You know, looming. He's either going to yeah. get traded or they're going to, or they're going to probably you know, um, restructure, extend something. But yeah, and they're, they they're looking save, at everybody. They can save a lot of money. That, that money's not really a concern for them this season. They can create a lot of money by extending certain players and mm-hmm. releasing uh, Kevin Bayard, uh, Avante Maddox, potentially. Um, 
So I wouldn't worry much about the cap space and obviously Howie's tremendous. At but it is anyway. fair to say that all things are potentially on the table, no, given their circumstances. No one is safe, basically. Um, I, I think AJ's pretty safe unless AJ doesn't want to be here. Okay. Um, okay. I, I, w- I would describe it that way. Um, do you think, do you see the Philadelphia Eagles, again, since we're on this topic, do you see the Philadelphia Eagles being able to sustain an AJ Brown and, and future Devontae Smith contract? Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, it's, it's uncharted territory. Depends how high you have to go or Devontae is going to get significant money, but he's not going to get Justin Jefferson money. So right. I, there's levels of it. So. His estimated market value right now, I believe, is $19.8 million, $19.5 million estimated yearly. Yeah, and, that's about, and, 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 that, and then it becomes a problem because, you know, AJ's better, so AJ's got to get more. So uh, all of this stuff is very difficult to deal with, but um, it hasn't happened, but the salary cap keeps going up. You can manipulate it. Um it's mm-hmm. going to be easier to do than it has been in years prior. Um, but it would behoove them to develop some young talent at receiver, which they haven't been able to do. So, And also, uh, look, that defense needs a lot of pieces. They, yeah, they, they, and they're going, to, they're going to have to make some uh, tough decisions there. And that's all um, I'm saying. Tough decisions are coming. Eagles fans just buckle up. That, that's my main point, you know, because, um, again – when you know when I made my claim about AJ Brown uh, on Sports Take, I think I said it today and the day before. You know, my biggest point that I was trying to make to the people, because you know, you guys watch the content, and I always want to make sure I'm coming to car coming across as clearly as possible. Tough decisions are looming for the Philadelphia Eagles, regardless of the player you like, love, or if you own their jersey. Tough decisions buy, are coming. Never, never buy current. That my my Jersey advice to people is never buy current players. So figure out the legendary eagle you like and go throw back. <laughs> That's smart. That's very smart. Because um, I was uh, I, I'm almost embarrassed to share this, and you're going to laugh at me. All right. I fell victim to the Travis Fogum hype. Oh my lord! Yes. And I found that jersey on on the fanatic on what is it pro for the pro shop. I found it, Oof. and I and my God, it had, I have not taken that jersey out of the closet for God knows how long. Travis it's, Fulgham, it, it, man. it's staying there, by the way. I'm I'm not. Mm-mm. I'm not. That thing is like. Well, thing God bless you, man. That was a hell of a four game run, uh, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, it was very. It was very weird. Very uh, weird, very weird. I don't know how a guy like that just falls off. Well, actually, we do. It happens all the time. Guys get hot and they just disappear. It's it's, it's a part of the game. Travis evidently was not a very good practice player, so you know would drive the coaches crazy. Um, but he did have that good run. Um, yeah, I would have held up on that jersey, Tom. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I don't buy jerseys, so I yeah, I, I know, be- I know, I know. But um. Back to the topics at hand, um, you know, we, we 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 covered a lot that I didn't even plan on talking about, but you know that AJ Brown topic is something that's you know it's in it's it's in the air right now, and people just got to understand why is he, it in the air though? Who created that? Um, like I think if, people, if, if AJ look, and that's another thing where we started with the coaching staff. We started, so I'll go back. You know, when you make all this change, you know, players can look at it and say, you know what, I I don't want to be here. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So, you know, from that standpoint, if it's player generated, I'll start talking about it. Right. But I've, I've shown AJ shown no evidence of saying he doesn't want to be back. So, right. Um, until that happens, you know, this is not, not the year um, to trade AJ Brown. Um, and that's, and, and I agree with that 100%. This is not the year to do so. I agree with that 100%. Um, I was looking at the contract. I think there's, they're going to take some kind of hit, but there's a potential out after this season because I think the guarantee money would be pretty much dried up. But, you know, the Eagles are in a situation where they need players. No matter how we slice it, they need players. And they're going to consider every prospect and how to get those players. Yeah, but I, I, you know, I think it's always good business to not mess with your best player unless you have to. Um, and that's AJ's their best player. AJ's their best football player. He is best career football player. Yes. So, yeah, I mean, they got plenty. They got plenty of room. They can do stuff, as I said, with Reddick. Uh, whether it's extension um, or maybe they decide to move on. Kevin Byard, you know, he's not going to be back unless Big Fangio loves him. Um, right. And even that, he's going to be back at a reduced number. Um, Slay, you know, who who knows? Um, he'll, he'll be here, but maybe they tweak that deal a little bit. Kelsey, I still think he's more leaning towards retirement, so you're going to get some money from there. Abonte, it's going to be difficult to bring him back, uh, especially, you know, they signed Isaiah Rogers, who if he's reinstated, I expect him to be. Uh, Josh Sweat, you can extension candidate. Um, Brandon will, you know, take a – I think he'll be back for year 15, but, uh, mm-hmm. you know, he'll take a $5 million deal. Won't be that. Fletcher might retire. You don't have to worry about that. Um James Bradbury, you're probably going to have to eat, take your medicine, move on from that. That'll be a little bit of a hit. Um, but mm-hmm. a lot of places you can go before you get to AJ Brown. A lot of places. I'm sure. I'm sure. Um, moving on from AJ Brown, though, uh, I want to make this final. I want to make this final point about Kellen Moore and pick your brain about this. You know, when we when we look at Kellen Moore's resume in the NFL. He's worked with Dak Prescott and Justin Herbert. Those guys are more so on the side of being prototypical drawback quarterbacks, right? We haven't really seen Kellen Moore operate with someone of Jalen Hurts' stature or skill set, per se. I'm curious to know what's your thoughts on just that marriage between Kellen Moore and Jalen Hurts. Um, when you heard the hire come through, did you think, okay, decent fit or did you say mm, i need to see how this works out you know what was going through your mind um i gotta see how it works out i think cliff uh kingsbury would have been a better fit if you're just trying to mold an offense around what jalen hurts does well but you know if you're looking to evolve it and add in playing more under center you know basically the only time the eagles are under center is when they're tush pushing um and they rarely throw it when they're under center mm-hmm. um, motion. Um, you know, Kellen's top 10, the Eagles are 32nd. So, yeah. 
You His know? offenses have typically done well against the blitz. Also, against the blitz, also yeah. number one the NFL against the blitz in twenty twenty two. So you know, no more excuses for Jalen on the blitz because everybody you know wants to blame Brian Johnson and. Nick Sirianni and I keep telling him, well, they handled the blitz before. Why why are they not handling the blitz now? This nuttiness about hot routes, which is a very simple concept and has nothing to do with the head coach calling a hot route. That's not how it works. Right. Hot um, routes are happen at pre-snap. Yeah. That's when somebody's coming that's unaccounted for, who's responsible for that? The quarterback. The quarterback and the receiver have to recognize it, have to be on the same page, and, and you know have to execute the particular play. If you have five to block and they're sending six, one man's not accounted for. That's on the quarterback to get the football out on time and and to his hot read. Um, so, you know, Kellen Moore's offenses have been very good at it. So. Maybe it wasn't taught properly. Maybe you can blame that on Nick Sirianni and Brian Johnson. Well, you can't blame it on Kellen Moore because he's shown he can do it. Right. At a high level. So if the same stuff happens this year, you got to start looking at the quarterback and holding them accountable. I agree with you 150%. Um, that's the one of the first things I said once this hire came through. Me and Rob Ellis were talking about it. And – uh same with Dan Silio. I said, now the onus is completely on the completely on the quarterback to take his game to another level. You can't sit here and say, oh, well, the play caller doesn't know how to respond to the blitz. He has a proven track record of knowing what to do when the blitz is coming um, at his offense. Um, you said something very interesting, right? Cliff Kingsbury would have been the obvious choice if you were trying to mold the offense around Jalen Hurts' skill set. Kellen Moore is the choice if you're trying to evolve what he does, right? I want to make sure I heard you correctly. Yes. So what we're saying here or what we're inferring is that this 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 team, Jeffrey Lurie, when they brought in Kellen Moore, they said to themselves, okay, yes, we love that Jalen Hurts is able to do the RPO thing, but we want him to be more than just an RPO quarterback. Is that their ultimate vision for Jalen Hurts? Are they trying to – uh, are they trying to essentially elevate his game to be a seven-step drop-back guy? Um, are they completely trying to get away from the RPO? Um, and also, do you think they're hurting their quarterback by not leaning into his skill set rather than trying to um, expand it? Well, I think they, yeah, I think they would hurt the quarterback if they don't. You know, it's about expansion. It's not about limit. It's not about taking away. It's about expanding uh, what he does do well. Um, if it goes in another direction, um, then I think it's negative. Um, as far as why, you know, it, look, again, it, I, I'm not going to sit there and say the Eagles made the decision to evolve Jalen Hurts' game. Maybe Nick made that decision. Um, as far as Jeffrey goes, it's about, oh, we don't use motion. Let's get the guy who uses motion. Oh, we're not under center. Let's get the guy who goes under center. Um, stuff like that, you know, the drastic reactionary pendulum. Oh, we're not doing this. Let's do this. Um, so I don't think it's as deep from, um, the owner. Mm. Because, you know, for me, 
I look at it like, okay, the Eagles did struggle with the blitz, or the quarterback did, however you want to slice it, whatever makes the viewer feel better. Quarterback, coach, whatever, they struggled with the blitz. You bring in a guy who does that well. Um, I would expect that to improve going forward. But again, the bottom line is, this is a situation where, yeah, we can say good hire, bad hire, but we're not going to know until the product goes on the field and we see Jalen Hurts in the 2024 season. Um, and by the but, way, nobody's saying Kellen Moore hasn't. I see that. Nobody's saying Kellen Moore hasn't run an RPO. They weren't. Right, you know, right. That's they, they, not what we're saying, but, yeah. you know, he, he has he has a flavor to everybody, his offense. Everybody runs RPOs, even in the modern game. Everybody. Even right. the teams with – um, you know, drop at Matthew Stafford runs RPOs, Kirk yeah. Cousins runs RPOs, but they're not heavy RPO teams. The Eagles right. were a heavy RPO and RPR team. Um, because here's the, the thing you, you can make an argument, you can make an argument every team does a little bit of everything, but every team has their niche that they lean exactly. harder into. Every exactly. team does everything, but. Every every offense has a complexion to it, has um, a nuance that puts them more so in a certain category. But the Eagles, they were drive, By the way, they used to drive uh, Chip Kelly nuts because Chip was, you know, one of the first to go heavy in the case of um, 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 Sam Bradford. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it wasn't RPO, it was, you know, zone read because – there's no run option with Sam Bradford. So um, it used to drive him crazy. So, you know, even, even, even um, Sam Bradford uh, who couldn't move at all, there were, there were the mechanics of the zone read in the offense. Yeah. Everybody uses it. This drives me crazy with me. They're like, nobody's saying, Kellen Moore hasn't run an RPO in the history of the world. He didn't build his offense around the RPO and the RPR. They built the offense around it. And that's what we're saying. Any, 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 any people remember the two and five start when Nick first got here? They were running the Phillip Rivers offense from Indianapolis. Didn't work. Didn't hmm. work because that was not the strength of the quarterback. Now, where's the quarterback now? Um, they want to, they want to, uh, continue to evolve the quarterback, but not take away from what he does well. And Nick actually said that we've had a lot of success when he was forced to turn my offense into our offense. He said, we have to keep doing the things we've done well, because we had a, we have a lot of success. So it's just about evolution in the passing game, um, not taking away what they've done well. There you have it, Eagles fans. Look, um, this is going to be a very fascinating offseason. A lot of moves still have got to be uh, come across the wire. Um, many moves are going to happen um, that you love and that you may hate. But regardless, John and I are going to be here giving you guys the scoop um, because he airs off. He is our Philadelphia Eagles insider here at Jacob Sports. Make sure you guys smash that like button and also make sure you guys are subscribed to the Jacob Sports YouTube channel. If you want more from John McMullen, check him out on SI.com. You know, you ain't got to. But you should. He does an amazing job uh, covering the Philadelphia Eagles, one of the best in the business doing it, and um, giving you the most objective um, takes out there. Um, also, make sure you guys check him out on Birds 365 with his partner in crime, Jordan McDonald. They give you personality. They give you everything you need 
in the a.m. when you're on your way to work. And uh, I really appreciate those guys. They do great work. And I always listen to the show to try to get the little uh, tidbits uh, from my own content that I do on Jacob Sports here with my guys, Rob Ellis and Dan Cilio. So, again, make sure you guys smash that like button and make sure you guys are subscribed to the Jacob Sports YouTube channel. We appreciate you guys for locking in. This has been Football 24-7 with John McMullen, and I've been your host, Tony DeShields II, and we'll see you next time. Take care, you guys. When it comes to the fight against insurance companies, large corporations, and the healthcare industry, injured victims are always the underdog. But that doesn't worry us. At Messon Associates, we're an injury law firm from Philadelphia, and we come to fight. Our clients know that they've got representation with a chip on its shoulder. And it's the same chip that makes Philly the toughest city in the country. Call 215-568-3500 or visit us online at messalaw.com. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to hero.co to shop today. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure.